This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. You're listening to Good Things, the show where we talk to good people who are doing good things. I'm Dashran Johan. What started as a pet shop, My Pets Haven transformed into, well, a haven for rescued animals, providing temporary shelter, grooming and boarding. Unfortunately, the shelter was given an eviction notice and they have to clear out by October. So what can the public do to support them? Joining me on the show to share her story and discuss all of this is Eileen Lee. She's more commonly known as Auntie Eileen. She's the founder of My Pets Haven. Welcome to the show, Auntie Eileen. How are you? Hi, I'm Auntie Linia. Hi. At the age of 66 now. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly is My Pets Haven and what kind of work do you do there? The work we do here is to rescue the dog and then to control the population of the strays. And then uh, with the word of mouth and with the guidance of the volunteers that comes here, not only they come here to help, but it's to, like I said, to the word of mouth, is to make sure the dogs are neutered and we control the population of the strays. This was meant to me all about. Right. All right? Yeah. Because the rental here is a bit high. Initially, when we first came here, it was only 5000 And then as time go by, they increased about 6000 now. So in order to uh, keep up with the rental, we have to do some... We have uh, we have to sell food. We have to do grooming. We, do as, we also do boarding to generate the income. All right? So uh, without that, we got nowhere to get other means of sources. So, uh, like I said, we do grooming, we do body, we also, dogs that the uh, people that uh, surrender, they wanted uh, us to help to get with home. So when they bought the dog here, we were charging a minimum of $400 a month and plus food. That's how we generate, that's how we go about getting the rental uh, paid. Right. Can you tell me what inspired you to start My Pets Haven? What, what was the moment where, you know, you were just going about your life and then one day you decided, okay, I need to start this? Mm. Okay, been a pet owner for 12 years, all right? And uh, at the back lane, there are a lot, a lot of cats and dogs, you know? And all my life, like I said, I'm an animal lover. I'm small, we always have dogs in the house. So I roughly know how to take care of dogs and uh, go about uh, not knowing about neutering then. So, and having uh, feeding them, it, it does make them stronger. It doesn't help in a way, you know, and it produce. So I decided that, and I was working for a pet shop, you know, and everybody come and ask me, Auntie Lee, we have pets and then we have to send them for neutering and some dogs are wounded. We don't know what to do with them. If only there's a place where we can neuter them and put in a place for body to save the cost in the vet. Because the vet cost is very, very high. So from then onwards, I was just thinking about it. Maybe perhaps I get some friends. Because my, my working place is behind my, the new shop that I'm renting now. So one day I was walking a golden retriever, which I'm not allowed to. And I passed by this shop. Wow, amazing. They have this mezzanine floor. And it's quite big. And it's using 5,000 rental, you know. So why not I get some friends to help the dogs and also uh, try to control the population, you know. So I did it. So I gathered some friends and, and here I am from now to now. I read that, you know, at one point you were a pub owner and then now you, you are, a, you know, the founder of an animal shelter, essentially. Can you tell me about that transition? I hold two jobs a day when I was young and uh, I, I always loved service line because I was a fitness promoter, uh, been English 
uh, I can speak English, so they're based in the hotel line. So it's very uh, challenging having service staff. I meet people, I get to know people, and then uh, so I why not I just start a, sh a, a, a shop where I can uh, sort of help in a way that uh, I get to know people and there are dogs everywhere. Just study and then um, get it done and um, try to say whatever I can. No, being a pet owner is good in a sense, you know, but uh, people start as a friend, they start owing money. So after 12 years, my mom was down with cancer. She asked me to give up. So I give up the shop. I look for a job. That's why I ended a pet shop. And that's where things started. Mm. Helping the dogs, you know. Right. They never different and never stop. Yeah. And and what what has the journey been like for you? What has the experience been like for you? It's so much of a different a bit of been a in a and a bit a pup owner and and uh, having dog is uh, is a different version, you know. I mean, having a uh, by looking at their eyes, they look so beautiful. They come to you, that, you know. You just call and they're there for you, and. And they're, they're so beautiful. They are, they, they go no shelter to go to. They no put around. I, I I just it touches my heart a lot. Mm. So it's partly because of that that, uh, that I wanted to start a shelter. Right. I mean, to help them. Yeah. Can you tell me how? Um, because my pet's haven, as far as I understand, has been, um, you know, it was launched in two thousand and eleven. Um, how yeah. has the uh, how has this organization evolved since then? When we were doing the renovation, there was a little brown dog that walking from the front main door. Uh, there's a saying in Chinese, the dog animal that comes from the main door is good luck. So and this little brown dog, so I named him Wong Choi, Miss <laughs> Luck. Yeah. So I said, what to do with this little fella, you know, with the renovation going on. So I took him to a vet and uh, let him stay there for a while, get uh, all the necessary things done, like vaccination, decree, deworm them. So once the shop is open, I brought in Wong Choi. I put him right in the main door there, see anything that inspire people to adopt or not. And within three, four days, the dog got adopted. Wow, amazing, you know. Even a stray dog can be adopted. Why not I give a try to all the dogs? You know, and initially, uh, before we come to that part uh, about selling dogs, uh, so I just uh, want to help them. I started with a dog first. That's how I started. This is the first time in a, in a, in a uh, animal, uh, in a pet shop. And everybody sells dog and it's good money, you know. Right. And then we have partners. They said, why not? We also sell dogs, you know. Not knowing that uh, there are places, they have branches where they can. They said this dog cannot be sold. They have to they send to another branch to sell them, all right? And we just only one, one shop lot. And the dog get bigger, we cannot sell the dog, and some down with virus, you know, and we cannot return them. So we are losing money. All right. And then Wong Chai was she was there and they got adopted. I was telling them why not we help the stray. Because I was feeding the stray right in front of my shop, in my new shop. There's a lot of stray around. So every morning I fed them. And then they are equally low maintenance, equally good, you know. So I decided to stop. After one year that uh, I'm not selling dogs, so there was some friction between me and my partners, and uh, that's how I started pursuing dogs. Right. So I just stopped there and then. Mm. Right. You say there was friction between you and your partners. Does that mean that yes. since then, um, y'all you have been doing this by yourself? Yeah, because of Wong Choi, I started uh, to uh, not to sell dogs because uh, they can be adopted as well. Right. 
So, and then with all the, like I said, with the sickness and the doctor, I thought they grow bigger. I don't know what to do with them, you see. So, we are losing money. So, we have a discussion and yeah, I am now, today I'm uh, rescuing dogs and we home them. Right. Yeah. Can you tell me about um, the rescuing process? So, you know, how do you hear that a dog needs to be rescued? What is your approach? And uh, how do you rescue the dogs and what happens after that? Okay. Our adoption is is uh, is quite stern with, with our processing. Uh. So normally when we rescue a dog, it cannot come into the shop straight away. We have to put it in a bag. We have some panel doctor's uh, bag. Because we are still a virus like the sample and power, you know. That's what I learned from it. Uh. So we put a bag there for a week under observation. And after they get their first vaccination, then only they're allowed to come into the shop. Because, like I said, when we were selling dogs, there was some virus around and some of my dog passed away, you know. So from that, I learned every day about, about dogs, how to go about. So the first thing we do, some we get calls from our customer, we got every day. So uh, we do night feeding, okay? We do uh, night feeding. So we saw some dogs are wounded and they have is how we pick it up. And some of the dogs, even though you feed them for five, ten years, they're still scared of you. So we will engage a shooter. Not to kill them, but to tranquilize them. And we have to get the student to help. The minute you blow, use a blue pipe, they will run. So we need the volunteer to help them which direction they run so we can get the dog and send it to the vet the next morning. That's how we rescue the dog. And that's how we end up so many now. If you know a friend has got the license for the blow pipe, well, it's, uh, like a, it's, not, it's, it's not cheap, you know, because of our... Uh, uh, 280 just for the road bike, we miss it. That's it, you have to get by another one. So, uh, and this guy also helped to uh, transport the dog to the vet. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, some of the dogs have a lot of flea, they are very bad wounded, you know. So, if it's the daytime, we go straight to the vet. If it's nighttime, we put at the back. So, we make sure there's no any virus only transmitting to in our shop. So, right. it's, it's not a very easy job. It's not easy. But, we get it done. Important, we save them. What happens in between? So now you you get a call that a dog needs to rescue or you see a wounded stray. You go, you rescue the dog, you bring it to the vet. And then after the vet, what happens next? Okay, after the vet, when everything is done, uh, we are, uh, like I said, we are quite born, born with the vets and we have about three, four vets. Mm-hmm. So uh, we make sure uh, we will ask the doctor and inquire about what, actually what happened to the dog. Some may X-ray, we do the X-ray, and then uh, some have to be PTS is a another one to put them down if it's very bad serious condition. So once everything is done, we will put an Instagram. We will ask for donation to help this dog because we don't have the means. Because every now and then, one day we can we can rescue about two three dogs. We don't have the means to do that. So when everything is done, we have to, uh, the, dog will, the dog will call us, the doctor will call us and tell that, uh, okay, what happened to this dog? They need an x-ray, they need to get it, do it done there and there. And uh, some is very bad condition, it's, we have to get it put down. So we, from there, we gather, so we align with the doctor very well. So we put up in the social media to help them. Right. Some of the dogs, like for instance, that those two active ones, and then uh, those are fierce ones. Uh, we got no choice but to send to a shelter when my friend had in the Johor. Right. It's for life. 
and uh, we don't put down the dog, so we send it there. So we, we also pay a minimum of five hundred dollars per dog for those days. Uh. Now it costs one thousand for life. So uh, we will get a pet taxi, send them there, and then make sure they are well taken care of. There's food, there's water for them, and we do go visit them once a while. Yes. Right. Basically, we are just only a shop lot. We're not even a. We don't even own a land, and we got limited space. All right. Uh, they are dogs that been adopted and returned. You know, so we don't have the space, so we got no choice. We have to select few dogs to send away to the shelter. So we have a space for other dogs to come in. All right. But normally we try not to we, we start opening cages. And now my shop is full of cages, <laughs> you know, and um it's very taxing for me. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll try then we will try to get an adopter, we'll try to but we put up on Instagram. We talk about this dog, but most of that we surprised. Uh, they are senior dog being adopted. They are also uh, there are people who would like to adopt senior dog because they don't bite things. They are people who look for puppies. Uh, but so far so good. So far so good. And uh, most of the dog adopted, but they also uh, people who return the dog. We still accept. We don't let our dog uh get abandoned. Let's say you adopt a dog from me, you can return the dog. We will never let them take the dog away from us. On, on average, how many dogs um, do you have in the shelter at any uh, given moment? About uh, 40 dogs. Interestingly, we have about 30 cats, all right? And uh, because of the, we got irritated, all right, we have to quickly get uh, some uh, animals like cats and not be adopted. So uh, we have a lady here who help us, you know, and then uh, out of 30, now we left six cats. Yeah, six cats and uh, forty dogs. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, uh, and then all that, all having a good home. Yeah, they are going. We go to a good home. Yeah, yeah. Right. Very happy about it. <laughs> and the dogs are uh, actually, uh, basically, actually, out of forty, we left about twenty to thirty because of returning of five dogs uh, recently, mm -hmm. and also some new rescue. And people even throw dog in our shop. Just recently, about four dogs, three to four dogs. So we, we don't have the space now. With some are still in the bed there. Uh, they've been calling us. We can take the dog back. We don't have the space. And then with the eviction and uh, very sad about it. Uh, we, but we try yeah. our best and then we found a new, we already found a place. So we could get it done. So some of the dogs can go in there first. You know, maintaining an animal rescue centre independently, right? It can be challenging, like you mentioned, can be taxing. Can you elaborate on how you manage the financial aspect of your organisation? Where do you primarily get your funding from? A lot of public, uh, I mean, we, we depend a lot on public donation. There are people, customers that come and buy things. And then they saw that uh, we are generally actually rescuing dogs. They, they have a donation box right in front of the counter. They do put money, and some of them they uh, they will donate every monthly, you know. Uh, but they said the way they look at me is the body language that we actually get our dog adopted and we are genuine, and also uh, through social media. Let's say we rescue a dog, uh, knowing that it's going to cost a lot of money, so we will, uh, like I said, initially the second time we get the doctor to get uh, to, uh, to, know, to to understand what is wrong with the dog and everything they put up. In the social media, we also get donations through social media. Yeah, that's one thing that I really appreciate because uh, those days when I was alone at the time, I doesn't know about social media and I, nobody helped me, you know, and then uh, there was this 
girl uh, they came in and said, Auntie, do you need help? I said, yes. And that's how it started. Through social media, that's why I get my father to help all the dogs. Mm-hmm. Only came pouring in, you know. Mm-hmm. Just came pouring in. I'm so thankful to her. Like, like I said, I don't know anything about, uh, about Instagram, about social media. At the time, I was down with 11 pounds dog, and the bill was about 11,000 plus. And I said, what to do? You know. And then she walked in. She said, Auntie, you need help or not? I said, yes. You heard about Instagram? I said, I have to work on Instagram. She did everything for me. She, uh, and from that, the money came pouring in. Yes, uh, that's why I'm here today. It was, a. Uh, On the show with me today is Eileen Lee, also known as Auntie Eileen. She's the founder of My Pets Haven. We continue our conversation after the break. Keep it here on Good Things, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Dashran Johan. And on the show with me today is Eileen Lee. She's the founder of My Pets Haven. She also goes by Auntie Eileen. So Auntie Eileen, um, can you share with me a memorable moment or experience um, when it comes to one of the animals that you rescued and how they uh, found a home? Okay. Uh, Actually, a few of them is uh, throughout the whole of these years. But there's one, uh, I named her Bonnie, mm-hmm. all right? I was driving down to pick up my friend for lunch and uh, I saw this dog running around with a wire around the waistband, you know, very thick wire, it's quite tight. And I was just telling her, that I, then she just stopped there between some few dogs and I just stopped there and watched what she do with it. And all the dog was lying down there sleeping. And she was just standing and sleeping. She couldn't lie down because each time she lie down, the wire go deeper, you know? So how to save this dog? So I tried to approach and she ran away. It takes me almost a week to think about it, how to go about catching this dog. So like I say, I know this guy with a blowpipe. Mm. So I engage him. So me and my friend uh, killing her until she go to a spot where she just stay down there. And then uh, Mr. Sean is the name of the guy with the blowpipe. He will hide behind my car, inside my car. And I drive very close because blowpipe has to be very close. We're going to be far, you know. I drive and with my window open and he just blow it. And the dog just ran. And we got it. Then about maybe less than five, six minutes and he, he collapsed. Mm. Wow. And then we take straight to the vet. It was in the, in the afternoon. And then from there, we call it emergency. Uh, and then it's got the wire. And then we know that. And then she has, she's, she's pregnant with four babies inside. You know? And uh, now she didn't ever, she's, she's now got the best of her life. She's in Holland now. I got her to Holland. Oh, that wow. Touching, you know? <laughs> and uh, and the, they still see her line there. There's a line of the wire around her body. There's nothing can be done. The hair won't grow anymore. It's one of my memorable It's very, very touching. And uh, it's so painful, you know, as you can see, the wire is so tight. And she's pregnant, you know. Ayoh. And all that, yeah. Really, yeah. really grateful for the wonderful work that you've been doing, Auntie Yeah, I, yeah really, I'm, really. I'm so happy. Uh, yeah. Everybody is so happy. It's so beautiful. Uh. Okay, yeah. this one of the 
one of one of my most memorable but but others but uh, I think if I go more it will take a lot of time. Thank you. <laughs> Recently you announced that your center has gotten an eviction notice. Um what exactly happened? I just got a a call from my uh, ex landlord. He said uh, he resold the the building to a new uh, landlord. Mm. So from was it April or May? You had to start paying to them, not to him. I said, what happened? He said uh, he's going to retire. Then he sold off the building, you know. And then they, and the new company, the landlord back to me said that uh, uh, sad news that we had to evict uh, you because uh, we took over the new building, and uh, you have to wait four months to find a new place. Then the the minute I received the message, I just called him. Said, you cannot do that. It's not it's, it's not the way to do things. Okay, you, you just take over. You ask me to get out from the place. You don't know I got a lot of animals here. It's not a, a, a thing where I can just close and shift off. You know, I have to find a place. You know, say, uh, you say, auntie, we give four months. I think it's enough time to find a place. So sad about it that uh, I got no choice. We then we start looking for places. And um, we've been going around, even from morning to night, even after work, after feeding, we're looking for a place. At last, we found a place, and it's a, it's a corner lot. The rent is a bit cheaper. Instead of 6 k we pay 4 k now. And we, we also need money to renovate. To also, we need money to hack, to return to the original uh, place, building back to people. And uh, all they say was... Uh, we need to take our building back. That's all. I, I cannot do anything because I'm not the owner. Where Where is this new place? <laughs> oh, it's about just 10 minutes away. It's just near the bank. Uh, I mean, sorry. It's near the Clang Central. It's, it's a bus stand. Uh, it's a Clang Central where people uh, bought them to Epo, to wherever they want to go. I'm so happy about it. With all of that in mind, you have moved to a new place, but like you said, um, you know, running a shelter um, for animals is not easy. How can the public support you? Oh, they can either uh, do some uh, direct donation to us. Like I said, we always have a, a donation box on the counter there. Or we have a, a bank account where you can always bank in. And then they send us a receipt whether we receive or not. And also, we, uh, like I said, we, we do night feeding. We need rice. We need canned food. We also need food to feed our dogs here. So what they can do is they can always donate direct to me in the shop. They, uh, most of them know where I am. And most of them are regular customers. Yeah. And you can also check out My Pets Haven um, Instagram. Um, you just have to search for My Pets Haven. Um, they also have a website, mypetshaven.org. Now, Auntie Eileen, before we wrap this conversation up, could you have a final message for us? Okay. Uh, please do not buy a dog then uh, because our local dog is equally good. Low maintenance, good gut dog, they're equally loving. When the when the buying stop, the breeding stop. Because a lot of people they don't know about uh, in house breeding, how the uh, breeder breed them, and then they are not healthy. Please do not buy the dog them. Do not hurt them. If you don't if you don't like them, just shoot them away. Try not to hurt them. Mm-hmm. All right. Don't walk away from them. If they if need help, they always call us. But we can by all we try to. Uh, uh, 
uh, help now if we can uh, by all means. But sometimes it's only me and my girl, there's only two of us working here, uh, you know. And I'm very poor in uh, direction, in ways. Uh, I'm just a Mumbai student, I don't even have phone those days, I'm not good in all this, you know. So uh, you can either call me, I can always direct you how to go about. And uh, we also need volunteers that come come around to help us, you know, with the word of mouth, also they can speak the, uh, the how to go about neutering the dog to control the population of the street. Please control them, neuter them. Whether it's a male or female, please get it neutered. A lot of people say, oh, male dog, you don't have to neuter them because they don't got pregnant, because they are the culprits to make them pregnant. And then if you don't neuter them, they start fighting for a female dog and they get wounded and they come back with wounds. And then uh, all the female dog will get pregnant. It's not fair. So equally, please still don't neuter them, whether they're male or female. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much. That was Eileen Lee. She's also known as Auntie Eileen. She's the founder of My Pets Haven. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashran Johan, and this has been Good Things, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.